Welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast for Round 12, brought to you by Harvey Norman, Chris Kennedy and Don Brock, as always, to talk you through the changes. Don Brock, a lot of changes across the board this week, but um, probably more good news than bad for fantasy coaches. Yeah, I think it is mostly good news this week. A few very big names uh, back after injuries, um, a couple of cheapies as well, which uh, most people will like. So, yeah, after a lot, um, last few weeks of you know difficult team lists and big injuries and whatnot, yeah, a bit of good news for a change. Start off with Thursday night footy, the Dragons and the Bunnies. Uh, Adam Clune and Trent Merrin, both HIAs on a five-day turnaround, um, unsurprisingly aren't playing. It means Ben Hunt in the seven, McInnes in the nine. Forward starts at lock. Uh, Tarek Sims back from suspension in the back row. Phil Manu drops to the bench. Tristan Saylor down there in jersey 17. A little bit of speculation that he might end up spending some or all of the game at six with um, Hunt and McInnes to revert to their other roles. Yeah, okay, that'd be a, an interesting change. I could see why they'd keep that uh, quiet until game day. But, um, yeah, I guess the big talking points uh, for most fantasy coaches is is Hunt back to halfback and McInnes back to nine. It shouldn't change their scoring too much. Um, McInnes certainly obviously scores great uh, at hooker. Hunt's scored pretty well, even if he does play half at halfback uh, this year. Obviously, his owners would prefer him playing hooker, but, you know, one week is... Not so bad. Um, it sounds like for dual position reasons, next week they'll still get them. So as in Hunt's likely to become available at hooker next week and McInnes uh, in the second row despite however they line up this week because uh, they've played a few games in those positions. So, yeah, otherwise, I mean, Zach Lomax, it just seems to just keep getting better. Him. Yeah. And every time we talked about it a while ago, he's on track for a 30 game and then he pulls out a try later. Otherwise, he's just based at yeah. his way to 50 anyway. It's a remarkable consistency from the, the worst position in, in fantasy to try and fill. Um, they take on the Rabbitohs, who get Latrell Mitchell back from suspension at fullback. Um, Alex Johnston goes to the wing. Corey Allen out with Jackson Paulo retaining his spot. Got a decent score, I think, last week. 39 from memory. Mm. Um, interesting that he's already ahead of Corey Allen. Although Allen could come in, Alex Johnston, I think, failed an HIA and he's also on a five-day turnaround, so um, might struggle to uh, to make the side. Uh, Liam Knight back from, uh, I think it was an ankle injury. Patrick Mago also named Jack Johns, drops out. Hame Sally, I think, picked up a shoulder injury. Um, what do you got for the, the Rabbitohs? Um, Bailey Sirenin, so far so good for those who picked him up on the cheap mm. last week. Um, played the full 80, scored 40 points, which is what you'd expect, I guess, for a... Um, edge uh, second rower so uh, good start for his you know money making um, otherwise Damien Cook you know one of the elite captains 65 Cameron Murray had his uh, one of his better scores for the year 68 so um, I think they're the big ones Latrell Mitchell I guess for those who have held they'll be hoping for a big game here against a beatable side in the Dragons or although the Dragons have shown a bit of form in the last few weeks yeah, interesting game. I'm uh, actually not sure who I'm going to tip in this one. Dragons have been a little bit better. Souths have been uh, a little bit hit and miss. Um, Friday footy kicks off with the Tigers and the Warriors, West Tigers. Uh, Alex Twal, the long-awaited return, mm. straight back into the 13 jersey. Um, Eisenhuth, nowhere to be seen in the 21. I haven't heard of him being injured. I assume just because he Twal are basically the same player and Twal's the preferred option. Uh, he drops out. Um, Garner back from a head knock. Cheekham uh, not surprisingly, not named after a nasty uh, head knock last week. Um, Russell Packer out suspended. Um, 
Josh Reynolds is in the reserves available after being suspended, but not in the um, the 17. Yeah, so a few talking points in this team. Uh, Twile's a big one, I guess. His price, I think, will come down a little if you haven't got him, but he's um, one of those elite, certainly front rowers. You can play him in front or second row, and there aren't that many um, really high-scoring front rowers. So he'll be a really uh, good buy in the last uh, few rounds of the season. Otherwise, the moneymakers, um, Tommy Talao, Luciano Lua, both scoring quite well uh, and making more uh, more cash, which is good. Um, Harry Grant, another 70 points. Something you can't do. Yeah, very late try for Tommy Talao last week. Saved what was going to be a, um, a pretty bad score. Finished up with 43. Uh, Luciano Lua, who I probably would have sold before now if I didn't have far bigger problems to sort out, has hit a real patch of um, form scoring a few tries, which is handy. Um, anyway, moving on to the Warriors, huge changes for them. Their, um, their four players returning home to New Zealand include their two starting wingers, Fusatura and Momalo. So um, Patrick Herbert is recalled on one wing, Eels loan player George Jennings on the other flank. Dan Alvaro, the other Eels loan player, is in the 17 on the bench. Um, uh, is that about it for the changes? Oh, Wade Egan's also back uh, from injury yeah. on, the, on the bench. So um, definitely a sell for anyone who's still running with him. Yeah, I think I think the news here is um, how good Tohu Harris still is, even with Jazz Tavunga back on the side. So Tavunga played 55 minutes or something, maybe 60, um, scored 51. Um, Tohu Harris still played the full 80. He's got 70 points. Um, pretty much played in the middle for most of the game is, again, even with Tabunga there. So good news there. Um, anyone who's kept Katoa, he's still scoring well, 53 points. Uh, got a try, I think. Uh, I think I think Jazz is still a good buy. He just, uh, really the demerits really hurt him. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think you and I both picked him up last week and his break even was 50 and he just hit it. But uh, he made, I think, 50 tackles, made a fair few metres, but then a bunch of missed tackles, errors, a couple of penalties. So cut out a few of those things or get a few more minutes and you should be getting back to 60s pretty quick. Yeah, well, he's pushing 70 points in 50 minutes. If you take the demerits out, there's nothing wrong with his work rate. It was just the, um, yeah, the, like you said, the missed tackles and penalties that, that really hurt him. It was pretty much a tackle a minute. It was about 50 tackles in 51 minutes or something. So yeah, okay. um, still a good pickup, I reckon, uh, if anyone's looking for a... Um, uh, discount keeper in the back row. Broncos and Sharks, the second Friday game. More changes for Brisbane. Brody Croft gone with a shoulder injury. Um, Milford's one game at fullback, uh, one run game at fullback is, is over. Back to the halves. Darius Boyd finally returns to the number one jersey. Farnworth shifts in. Kenner on the wing. Jake Turpin is back at hooker. Um, a few other changes around the uh, the bench, but still no David Fafida. He was close this week, but he's going to be given another week. Yeah, I don't know if any of those changes really affect uh, fantasy so much, uh, unfortunately. Um, Tessie New being out for the season affects a lot of people because he's in a lot of squads because he was very cheap. Um, I think he's just going to have to sit in most of our teams now. He's so cheap that it's not really worth trading him out. Um, otherwise, Haas and Carrigan are still getting it done in the middle. They're getting a lot of defensive work, at least, in these, uh, yep. in these losses that Brisbane's suffering. So... Both got around 60, 64 for Haas, 57 for Carrigan last week. Great scores. 
yeah, they're pretty much the um, the two Haas. Um, I mean, he's never a bad choice as captain. I know a few of us have got a bit creative with it lately, but he's uh, yet to really let us down with the, the C next to his name. Um, they take on the Sharks. Josh Dugan back from a one week, I think it was hemi tightness. He plays game number 200. Um, Bryson Goodwin drops out. Connor Tracy is the halfback with Chad Townsend out for at least four weeks, maybe more like six weeks with a, uh, a calf strain. Um, the quarterback from suspension, um, but they're the main changes. Yeah, so I think Tracy's, well, he's being overshadowed a bit by um, Chris Randall, we'll get to uh, at the Knights, but he's uh, base price 212K after a bunch of low scoring games uh, on the bench. He'll get that halfback spot for a month, maybe six weeks. We'll get some points. I think he's a pretty good, you know, cash out option in, in terms of getting the most money he can out of trading out a cash cow. Um, I assume he's going to go back to the bench or disappear in six weeks' time. So, he's, yeah, you know, he'll be in your spot 21 or something doing nothing at the end of the season, maybe a loophole option. But, um, yeah, and just in terms of freeing up as much money as possible and getting a few points if you need it. Um, is an option. I think he's break even 40, so it's not like his price is going to change too much. I was going to say, yeah, you can sit on him. Yeah, and, and I imagine Sean Johnson will be doing the vast majority of um, playmaking in the next few weeks. So I guess good for Johnson's short-term prospects as well, um, Townsend being out. Um, otherwise, in that team, Toby Rudolph, um, I sold him recently, but he's uh, still getting good scores and still uh, earning a few more price rises, so can hold yeah. him for a few more weeks. I sold him, I think, a week or two before you did, so one of us can certainly take the credit for the uh, recent form spike <laughs> in terms of his scoring. Um, Saturday footy kicks off at the SCG with the Roosters up against the Titans. Um, Roosters unconvincing against the Warriors last week. Titans pretty good against the Panthers, so even though we're all tipping or flogging, who knows the way footy's going at the moment. Roosters have lost... Um, Brett Morris for, I think, a couple of weeks. He's cracked a, a transverse process in his lower back, which um, is nowhere near as bad as a, a broken back sounds. Adam Reynolds did it, I think, last year and didn't miss too many games. But anyway, Ryan Hall comes in for him. Um, still no Boyd Cordner managing um, concussion issues. Um, James Tedesco, I don't think I'll be captaining again, despite the Titans um, being theoretically weak opposition after he failed to do much other than run meters and tackle bus against the Warriors. Yeah. Yeah. Heaps of people made Tedesco captain last week and uh, he got 57, which is, which is fine really. And for a fullback, it's, it's still very good, but um, seven less than quite, half, So I would have gone, gone with otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. No, no big drama, but not the 80 or 90 point game that people were hoping for. So I'm guessing they'll all take him off, take the captaincy off him this week. And then maybe this is the week he gets hundred. Who knows? But um it will be yeah, I'm pretty I'm wary. The, the captaincy off him. Exactly. Exactly. I'm always wary of, of using backs and especially fullbacks as captains, but you know, it's 3 p.m. Saturday. If it's if it's a bit sunnier this weekend than it was last weekend, Tedesco could um, wreak havoc against the Titans. Who knows? Um, otherwise, in that team, no real new buys. Um, Kyle Flanagan's being a bit quiet of late after a really insane run of form there for a while. He just was getting. 65 every week and now he's back to 45 but mm. still pretty solid he was scoring a try almost every week to go with his eight mm. or nine goals which i think was a big part of it would you be if you did have him would you be looking at selling him no nah, i mean i've <laughs> i've wasted so many unnecessary trades this year yeah. as is so uh yeah any of those guys certainly keepers but you just want a few more 50s i guess if you've got him 
Um, the Titans have a couple of changes. Keegan Hipgrave returns in the back row. Sam Stone is out. Uh, Lassani replaces Whitbread on the bench. Um, Fogarty has been really good other than that one low score in between his two 60-pluses. Uh, Mo Fodawaker a little bit underwhelming, though. Yeah, Fodawaker is a weird one. He'd been really consistent um, for most of the year, certainly. I think the first two rounds was quiet this year then. Since the, um, the COVID break, he's been great. And then the last two weeks, he's been really quiet. His run meters were way down last weekend for some reason. Um, I think his game time was kind of normal, but um, he barely made any meters. He normally makes close to 150 and he had I think 55, 57. So um, I'm expecting him to bounce back soon. I wouldn't consider trading yeah. him out just yet, but, you know, one to watch. Um, what did he get? 46 points, which is okay. The week before against Melbourne, he only had 30 points. Um, which is a bit more concerning. So, yeah, he should bounce back this week. There's going to be a lot of, I think, defensive work to do against the Roosters. So, uh, this could be his week. Um, otherwise, anything in that Titans team? I don't think so. Um, That's good fun. Still no Clark, still no Fermore. Um, nothing really exciting elsewhere in the team. Jolliffe is, I know a few people snapped up as a bit of a cash cow. He's gone right off the boil in terms of his scores as well. So people will be moving him on, I think, at the moment. Um, second yep. Saturday game, the Cowboys up against the Raiders. Um, few uh, switcheroos in the back line. Connolly, Lemuelu back. Mitch Dunn goes to the bench. Jordan McLean back from injury at props should help them. Um, probably the fantasy talking point is that Ruben Cotter is not on the bench, mm. which uh, anyone who bought Reese Robson will be happy about unless they bought and then sold Reese Robson, which I know a few people uh, are in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. So Robson likely to play 80 minutes again this week, which doesn't guarantee a big score, but he's got the potential to get 60 points and up. So uh, yeah, good news if you've still got uh, Robson or yeah, certainly if you haven't sold Robson, um, who knows? They've been changing that around a bit all year, having a bench shopper or not. So this could be a one week thing. Yeah. who knows? Yeah, new coach. These things can change. Um, otherwise, Tamalolo still going great. Um, the Hammer had another one big play to save his score towards mm. the end of that game. Scored which 37 and about 30 of them came in one 10-second period of the game. Absolutely. Just do it twice a game, mate. Twice a game. Twice a game. <laughs> and it'd be a, it'd be a gun. But, uh, yeah. I mean, for those of us who have him, I guess any price rises might be handy at some point if we sell him. So... More of those, Hammer, please. Yeah, I think I need him in my 17 on the bench this week, given all the red dots elsewhere. So um, hopefully you can pull out a few more of them. Sure, before we move on, Dejan Assi, um, 50-something mm. debut and then 31, still making money. Um, Michael Morgan back as soon as around 13, potentially, I guess, but um, probably too late to buy him. But if you got him last week, um, another price rise yeah. in, the, in the offing. Absolutely. He'll keep making money. 30 points is fine for the non-dominant half, you know, rookie half, and with the potential to get 40s and 50s when he scores tries. So, yeah, he'll make some money. The Raiders have more ins than outs, I think, this week. Their injury curse does continue with chance to call Clockstat to miss a, a week or two after a nasty compound dislocation. Won't miss too much game time. Uh, Jordan Ruppin had play fullback. Curtis Scott returns to the starting team. John Bateman is um, probably the big news there. Makes his long awaited return. One of the um, absolute fantasy guns last year when he used to be available at centre and was scoring uh, crazy. I would uh, 
I think he's still one of the most expensive players because his price hasn't moved mm. this year. So certainly um, don't go near him just yet. Um, interesting, interestingly, it does move Hudson Young to lock. Um, Kyle O'Donnell drops out. Yeah, so uh, Young can be a pretty busy defender. Um, I think he'll do quite well at lock. He obviously won't play. Well, I don't think he'll play the full 80, but he could score quite well in 50 minutes. So um, I think that's a good move for him. He did quite well last week anyway, 57 points. Um, Bateman, yeah, he was so good in the centres that you kind of forget that he was also, he would have been one of the, the top second rowers as well last year. So it could end up being maybe a point of difference option in the back row. Obviously, no one's going to have him now. No one's going to buy him this week, but in a few weeks' time, he could be one that some people get and could be a, a point of difference in a run home. Um, otherwise, Tom Starling doing quite well in that bench hooker role, getting pretty big minutes, 45 points. It'd be great if you could rely on him for mid-40 scores every week as your, you know, a bench player or an 18th man or something in the run home. Um, yeah, he's certainly in my 17 this week. Um, and Corey Harawira Naira mm. with his club debut on the bench. Other than adding a bit of experience to the bench, it could theoretically, I guess, dent the minutes of some other forwards. I don't see too much flow and effect fantasy-wise other than that. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll wait yeah. and see how he goes. Saturday night, the Seagulls up against the Panthers at Lotto Land. Manly have um, no real changes. I think Kepi in for Gajeski on the bench. Uh, Dylan Walker in reserves getting closer to a return. Um, fantasy-wise, DCE in towering form. Mm, scoring a lot of tries at the moment. Uh, another 65 points from him. Jake Jaroyevich, another good score as well in the 60s. Um, Tapao, 50. It's the same three or four guys we talk about every week for Manly. But, um, yeah, DCE certainly uh, up there with the best options at half um, this season, I think. Um, Forward-wise, Marty Tapao, um, you gone cool yeah. on him? Well, he got, he got to 50. He was very cheap last week, you know, for an established 50-point player. Um, still pretty cheap, 635. I'd say he's a keeper. He might not be a high 50 scorer, but he can get 50 points a game or at the very least mid-40s uh, every week. So, yeah, pretty good value if you can't afford the real uh, top-level front rowers. Against the Panthers, Viliami Kikau returns from injury. Tyrone May drops to the bench. Um, Api Corusau probably mm. won't play this week, but he is named in uh, Jersey 18, so can't be too far away, um, which uh, is handy for anyone who held on to him. Um, and Isaiah Yo's minutes were back up nice and high. On mm. the yeah, he had a couple of um, not not really low-minute games, but maybe 65 minutes rather than 80, and then he got back to playing pretty much the whole 80 uh, on the weekend, got a try as well, so... Obviously, score 69 points, uh, which is very handy. Um, otherwise, the halves going well. Luai, another good score at 547 points. A couple of try assists. Um, Fisher Harris had a really quiet game. It was weird. Only 30 it? points. Yeah, he didn't he didn't make many tackles, which is odd. Yeah, his minutes um, were decent, um, but yeah, very few yeah. tackles, and just didn't get through the work that we um, have come to yeah, expect from him. Um, Stephen Crichton just can't stop scoring tries as oh, well. So many tries, yeah. He's every week he's one or two tries. Me in pretty much every game <laughs> yeah, I played the last month, so I've been noticing it particularly. He, he's um, due a, a quiet run of uh, no tries and 25 points. Yes, please. Hopefully. 
Um, Sunday footy kicks off with the Dogs and the Eels. Dogs coming off a rare win. Um, they have Tim Laffey back to Belmore. Um, starts in the centres, replacing Kerrit Holland, uh, Jack Cogger and Suaso Sue on the bench in place of Wakeham and Tormunga. Um, Aiden Tolman with an absolutely vintage score last week. you got to try. He doesn't score tries very often. Um, That's true. 81 points. I mean, his average is really good. He's one of the, the best front rowers in fantasy this year. I don't think many have got him just because he's not that exciting a player, I guess. And he's never been particularly cheap, but um, he's been rock solid. For Taylor Marin is the other one. He's mm. a few tries himself uh, of late. Another 70 points. Uh, going great. I think we were... We weren't sold in him a few weeks ago when some people were snapping him up, but he's been trying, scoring tries since then. So turns out he was a great buy. You can't possibly have thought he was going to score three tries in four weeks. <laughs> there was, I think he was always going to make some money because he's dropped. He'd gone from playing half an hour yeah. to playing close to eighty minutes. So there was an upside there. But um, if you foresaw this much upside, then I'd like to borrow your crystal ball. You do um, wonder if the tries stop and the tackle breaks dry up a bit, whether he goes back to some keeper scores in the next few weeks. Should still be probably fifty odd. So yeah, yeah. borderline, you know, borderline keeper territory. Um, I'm sure there was someone else in the Bulldogs team I was going to mention. Oh, Luke Thompson, um, after mm. a couple of weeks of 40-odd, got sort of 50-odd, a bit more steady with his base. Though it wasn't a game where all the middle forwards did really well just because of the type of game it was. Yeah, true. Um, and if he can get another 50 this week, he's an alternative that's even cheaper than uh, Marty DePau in the front row. He's going to be in dual position next week as well. He's been playing lock since he got to the NRL, so... Yeah, uh, still, I think he's under 600 grand. What is he? He's pretty cheap anyway for a potential keeper. So, yeah, um, yeah, one to consider if he, if he scores well again this week. Yeah, for sure. Um, they take on the Eels, who have a few reinforcements inbound. Kane Evans back from a calf injury. Oregon Kafusi back from a broken hand. They replace Brad Takaringi and Stefano Yutokamanu on the bench. Um, got the job done against the West Tigers. Had a few guys in pretty impressive fantasy form, uh, most notably Dylan Brown and Regan Campbell-Gillard pumping out some serious scores uh, of late. Um, the other notable one was Ryan Madison going off very early with an HIA. Probably cost quite a few people there head-to-heads uh, last weekend. Yeah, the Madison news is obviously particularly bad for those who had him um, and potentially good news for those who don't because he's going to get a fair bit cheaper, I would think, in the next few weeks. That five-point game is going to uh, really weigh down his price tag, which is quite high, about 820 grand, I think. So that's going to plummet unless he has some massive games. Um, his price will come down a lot, so it could be one to pick up in uh, a few weeks' time. Campbell Gillard, really interesting. He's had, what, five or six massive games. Just his base yep. stats are great. He got that try as well, which uh, certainly helps. But even without that, his scores have been great. Um, you've written a story for NRL.com about his recent form. I don't know if it's going to be live by the time people listen to this, but have you got any insights on why this is happening? I've gone into forensic detail on the recent Regan Campbell-Gillard <laughs> form surge. I spoke to the great man, the great mustachioed man after the Tigers game. Um, he uh, he believes he played, he's still not playing as well as he played in 2017 when he got his rep call-ups. But I did, uh, I was particularly interested in his um, recent increase in um, minutes and, and stats. I think even even when he was playing well back in 2017, he was sort of, you know, 45 minutes and 130 yeah. metres and 27 tackles and just it was quality rather than, than quantity. Whereas at the moment, it's it's both. He's had a 80-minute you know, game two weeks ago where he got almost 300 metres. He's had a thing, he had 49 tackles in 80-odd minutes against the Raiders. He's had um, 
seven of his he only made 200 game 200 meters in a game three times in his career at Penrith and he's done it seven times in 10 or 11 mm. games at para this year um but the the key point for fantasy coaches is that um of this five game run first game was Canberra they lost Mitch Moses and Dan Alvaro in the first half and two at eight two HIAs in the second half and it was a golden point game so um huge pressure on the remaining forwards to sort of lift um in the you know, to fill the breach. Um, game after that was against the Cowboys. They had no injuries. He got 50 points, probably spent most of the time watching, um, you know, conversions go over the, the sticks. Um, so we'll leave that one out. The three games since then, uh, Kane Evans, Penny Terrapo, Ray Stone, Oregon Kafusi, all unavailable um, before the game. They lost... Um, Junior Paulo in the first half against the Knights. They lost Nathan Brown in the first half against Manly and they lost Ryan Madison in the first 15 minutes against the West Tigers. Mm. They've lost a, a big minute forward in the first half of all three of those games as well. So there's actually every single game he's played, there is a specific reason why there were bigger minutes to go around for middle forwards who weren't injured. So I'm not saying he won't keep it up. I'm certainly not saying he can't keep it up, but um, there are reasons why with Evans and Kafusi back this week, uh, he may revert to something more like 50 minutes compared to 70 to 80 minutes. That is very handy info. I like this it. is a long rant on one player, but we had a few questions about it. And I think there's a few in the, uh, the comments as well that we'll get to at the end. Um, moving on to the final game of the round, the Storm up against the Knights. Um, Brinko Lee out short term, Paul Momorowski gone for the season, Marion Seve into the centres, Tom Eisenhuth back from a hamstring strain on the bench. Yeah, so here again, it's kind of the um, the old favourites, Cameron Smith, 75 points. Uh, you keep forgetting about Smith because there's all these other guys, Haas and, you know, the random captains we pick every week with, you know, Tedesco, Cleary, whatnot. So, uh, Smith, uh, old favourite, is still getting the job done. Pappenhausen, the other one, he was on track for a terrible score last week. I think he had. He was single digits early in the second half and then just absolutely exploded. Um, 73 points is crazy. I would have taken 40 points at halftime. So, um, he was on track for about yeah. 12. Yeah, it was not good. Yeah. And then I uh, got a try and then just started having these huge line breaks and setting up tries. So... Uh, good from him. Every second week, he then tends to have a big game, and then he gets thirty, and everyone talks about whether they should sell him or not. So I think he's one to keep for the rest of the season at this stage. Yeah, it was a relief for me because not only do I have him, but I talked multiple people into keeping him because he had the <laughs> Titans and Broncos coming up, um, and then he did absolutely nothing against the Titans, and I was feeling a bit silly. And then he was on track for even less against Brisbane before he pulled out a, a seventy odds, so he saved me some blushes there. Um, they take on Newcastle Knights. Um, absolute injury curse, particularly in the number nine jersey. Um, McCulloch and also Watson gone for the season after already losing Jade Braley at the start of the year. They have named uh, Chris Randall to start in the number nine. He played one game this year, which is that draw against um, Penrith. Uh, I think it's the first game back. Uh, missing all their players. You know, Ponga was suspended. Pierce was injured at the start. Um, they had no one and he made 70 tackles or whatever it was. Um, you would think probably has the nine jerseys sewn up. The only other real option is to move Kurt Mann there and play someone like Crossland or, or Hoy in the halves. But it appears that, um, as the team's been named, Crossland is on the bench and Randall will start. Yeah, so he's obviously the... Uh... The cheapy everyone was looking out for this week, um, Randall, two ninety three grand, I think, uh, which is cheap. It's not 
crazy cheap, but it's um it's obviously cheap enough for someone who's going to be a starting hooker. Um, yeah, I mean, there's the chance that they shake things up. Crossland is a is a five eight, so mm. I guess the option there, well, they could either bring Crossland and play have him play dummy half for twenty or thirty minutes, or they could bring him on, play him in the halves, and move that man to dummy half at some stage during the game, as he did last week. He played quite well, man, at dummy half. So, um, yeah. I mean, at this point, you'd have to expect Randall plays the rest of the season at, at nine, but it's not a 100% guarantee. I don't know what minutes he plays. I don't think they necessarily want him to play the full 80. Um, they obviously wanted that out of McCulloch and Braley, but he's not an he's not an experienced, you know, uh, NRL hooker. So uh, game time, I'm not sure of. Um, yeah, they wouldn't I mean, be looking at 80. I mean, he's shown he can do it, but I don't think they're going to ask him to do it every week. And the fact that Crossland's on the bench as well, like you said, either Crossland shares the, the rake duties or he comes into the halves and, and Mann does it with, you know, Kurt Mann was probably their yeah. best player last week after he had to move there. I, I think the biggest risk might be for Randall is if Crossland comes on and looks like a star straight away and they think, well, we should, you know, use this guy and maybe Crossland starts at six and man goes to nine and Randall goes back to the bench. Um, I don't know. But despite all that, Randall's break-even is uh, <laughs> through the floor because of that big 70-point game. Uh, he's definitely going to make a lot of money. So if you're looking for an actual cash cow, if you have the trades to bring him in and then trade him out in uh, six weeks' time, then he will make a lot of cash. He will get decent scores. Um yeah, he's obviously the cheaper of the week. I don't think I'm going to get him personally because I'm low on trades and prefer to get someone cheaper at this stage, but um, a lot of people will buy him. I think I'm probably going to, but I'll wait and see what happens there. Um, let's move on to some Twitter questions. First one from Sean Yap, who says, when will Herbie Farnworth get dual position at centre? Um, basically, the dual position sweeps happen after round 12. So at the end of this round, uh, I would say on Tuesday when the next round's team lists come out, just to make certain of it. Um, but I believe Herbie is on track to get centre DPP added then. Yep. Yep. Thanks yep. Tuesday or Wednesday next week. Yep. Um, Ian Floggett wants to know whether he should get Jazz Tavanga or Alex Twal in this week or whether it's better off waiting for David Fafita to come back. Um, this is for his last bench spot. Uh, yeah, uh, Tavanga this week is a good buy still. I think um, Twal, his break-even is high, I think, 75. So, yeah, if you want Tavanga, do it now. If you want Twal, wait a couple of weeks maybe. Hope he gets comes down in price a bit. Um, David Fafita, I don't know what role he's going to play at the Broncos for the rest of the season, so I'd get one of the other two. Personally. Yeah, I mean, there's the risk with Fafita that because he's leaving, they um, phase him out or, you know, I don't know, but they're in a position where they can afford to be not playing good players. You know, they've got everyone playing for their, their futures, most notably the coach. They probably need him in the team. But even if he comes back in and plays 80, the way Brisbane are going, is he going to have the platform to do mm what he's capable of. And I've heard so many people talking about waiting for Fafita to get back. It's been so long already. Meant to be back this week, still mm. not back. Coming back off injury into a team that's getting scores pot on him. I, I don't know if I'd be that excited about waiting and, for Fafita. And he's not a guy who scores through 50 tackles a game. He needs tackle breaks, line breaks, you know, attacking stats. And he needs attack. The Bron Broncos need to be playing better than they are now in the beginning. Massive scores. Yep. Uh, has asks, is Tamalolo worth the money and who is a good cheap forward to buy? Uh, I'd say yes for Tamalolo. Yep. What's he averaging? High 60s. So. Yep. 
Uh, yep. Um, cheap forwards this week. Anyone jump out to you? Are we counting hookers as forwards? I think two RFs and FRFs probably. Bailey Sirenen yeah. might be. Yep. Yep. That's probably um, the, as good as it gets. I think so. Otherwise, it's, yeah, the hookers, Randall and um, Starling. Yep. Uh, Eugene Tan, is Appy Corusau a cell? I'm going to say no, he's not a cell. <laughs> Absolutely not at this point. If you've kept him, good news, he's back in the next couple of weeks, one looks at things. Um, multiple questions on Randall. Jordan Saridis writes in, how excited should I be for Randall? Matthew Tabbitt, is Randall a must-have cheapy? Thoughts? Uh, I, I think he's not a must-have cheapy at this stage of the season. Um, if you're low on trades like me, I have seven trades left and I think if whoever I buy now, I'm planning to keep for the rest of the year. So, uh, not for me, but if you can, if you want a cash cow, he's the best one this week. If, if it was the start of the season and you've got a starting hooker at that price, you'd definitely buy him. Mm, I think appealing as a cash down, who's going to make some money in the short term and provide theoretically serviceable top 17 scores, uh, but less than a, a must have given there is a little bit of risk around him. Um, all going well, he could be their number nine for the rest of the year though, given everyone else is yeah. gone for the season. I mean, if he plays well and they, they decide to play him for 80, then he's an absolute bargain who could get 45 points a game or better. Um, Clue 274, best cash cow option this week. I have up to 400,000 to spend. Anyone other than Randall? We're still looking at Starling and Serenin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's those three. Starling and Serenin would have been better a week ago. Mm. Still pretty good. And uh, kind of Tracy is a pure, you know, cash down, cash out, whatever you want to call it. Um, free up as much money as possible and get a, a starting halfback for a five or six weeks, four or five weeks. Mm. Any, um, I know he's a rookie winger and we have rules against rookie wingers, but um, Jackson Paulo, now that he's... Um, yeah, got a good score first up. Still in the team, despite um, Latrell coming back. He could be the next um, Tommy Talao, which can be a bit hit and miss, but you know, can make good money. Yep, true. Um, uh, Brandon Scott Lee, is Regan Campbell-Gillard the real deal? Never been fantasy relevant, but playing big minutes and scoring well. Is he going to keep it up? Um, I've spoken... Sounds like a trap from the information <laughs> you've uh, given us. Um, I kind of... I mean, yes, like I just said, there's a lot of reasons that have inflated his, his minutes and his scoring. I, w I just wonder how much this might have sort of, you know, blown all the cobwebs out mm. now that, you know, A, he realises what he can do and B, Brad Arthur realises what he can do, whether this, even with players back, it could potentially be the, the new normal. I mean, he's been not just putting up big numbers, but probably their legitimately best player the last six weeks. Yeah, he has been playing great and that should continue. It's really just the minutes. If, if they don't need him to play 70, 80 minutes, especially the Eels going to be playing finals footy, they don't want to burn anyone out before then. Yeah. So um, I can see his minutes drop down to, towards 50 and then all his numbers will, will drop a bit as well. So uh, yeah, I'd probably go for a safer option elsewhere. Especially, I think the Eels have got a few softer games coming up. So if they put on a score, say this week against the Bulldogs, they're up, you know, by a lot yep. with sort of half an hour still to go, then those hardworking players more likely to, uh, to get a rest. Uh, Nick McCarthy has Tessie New in his squad and six trades left. Is he stuck with him for the year or should he trade him to someone like Randall um, or would I be better off trading out someone like Jolliffe to Randall for the extra cash? Uh, yeah, I'd do the Jolliffe trade personally, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, Tessie New, he's not going to get you much. You can use him for a loophole kind of, except the Broncos play so early in the week, most weeks that 
you can't even really do that. It's it's just yeah. Yeah, he's not any use as a loophole. He's the worst <laughs> possible team to have as a loop player. <laughs> yeah, but but you're not going to get much for him. So um, yeah, I think I'd probably just sit in in your team unless. I just think with six trades left, you can probably put those trades to better use. There are still, what, nine rounds, nine rounds to go. Yep. Um, Payne Haas's son writes in, with Hudson Young moving to lock, do you think he'll still play 80 minutes or will Havili take some of his minutes? Yeah, I don't think he'll play 80, but I think his scores um, should stay mm. pretty much where, they, where they've where they been. Anyway, he'll be, he'll be busier, you know, he'll make more tackles in the middle. I'm wondering with um, Bateman coming in, you think he's going to play 80, if not this week, first game back, then then moving forward he will. Um, Corey yeah. Harrow and I was an 80-minute back rower um, back in his Bulldogs and Panthers days. Um, they've dropped uh, Kai O'Donnell, who was playing sort of 25 minutes per game in his uh, couple of starts. Is that potentially mm. bad yeah, news for someone true. like um, Havili as well as Hudson Young? Yeah, I mean, Whitehead's also 80 minutes in the other second row spot and they've got Tapanay who they like to give big minutes off the bench each each week. So yeah, you, you could be right. I mean it could be down to less than forty minutes. Who knows? Yeah, I think I think he's almost certain to not play eighty young, but um if he can get fifty he'll still score pretty well. Um Spegsy writes in, I'll probably have to keep one of Adam Dewey and Jerome Hughes as a half. Thoughts on which one? And also who's the best cash out for Dewey? Sounds like you've okay. made up your mind which one you're selling, Spegs. <laughs> um, I do you, agree, uh, though, of those two, I'd be keeping Hughes. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I haven't given either of those players that much thought this season in fantasy, I must say. Either. I've um, noticed Hughes getting a few but, 70 scores when he jags some tries, though. He's got a bigger upside. Yeah. And he's in a team that's going to do that, you know, get a few big, uh, big wins and he'll get amongst the points. Um, yeah, if you're freeing up money, if that's the main... Uh, Target then maybe Tracy and take his scores for the next month if you're comfortable with no points for him in the last few weeks of the season. Yep. Um, so many questions still. Um, yikes on bikes with Matt Eisenhuth out of the 21. Should I wait a week and hope 12 drops in price uh, before I get him can get by this week? Um, or should I go for Marty to power this week? Yeah, I think Twal looks like a better scorer than Depower this season. So if you can do that and you can afford to make that move, I think his price will come down next week and maybe the week after. So um, I'll probably go that option if you can get away with it, holding off on that trade for a week or two. Jack Colwell with Hunt moving to halfback. Is it worth waiting another week to get him in if you don't already have him? Um, and you can get a good scorer. I can either do Hudson Young to Tavanga this week and potentially Hunt next week or despite the bullet, get Hunt now. Uh, I think at Hunt now, anyway, his break even is high 20s. So he'll beat that even if he's playing halfback. So if you want to get him, this is as cheap as it's going to be for a while, I think. And he was still scoring okay when he was at halfback. He's obviously yeah, gone he's up. he's still getting 50, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Nick Hudson has saved a fair bit of bank, uh, but also gone through a lot of trades. Now needs some upgrade advice. Um, Eisenhuth to one of Twal, Jastavanga or Torhu, um, or just bench him for a week and wait for Ryan Madison to drop in price. Already have Carrigan and Tamalolo. Yeah, so it depends what you need and um, how much money you've got. I guess he's got a fair bit. I think of those three, yeah, Twal's best score. I still think Jester Bunker might be really good as well in the second half of the season. So yeah. um, he's a he's a better price than 12 at the moment. So if you have to get one now, I'd get get Jazz. 
if you can wait a week or two, then Twile or, or Madison. Um, yeah, Twile and uh, Twile's got the advantage of being available in front row as well, which is handy. Yep. Um, Luke Saunders is Jerome Luai for Isaiah Yo, a good trade near to gun to RF. Um, that's certainly an upgrade, especially if you can do it in one move. Yep. I guess if you're not yep. too worried about uh, Yo's minutes being a little bit up and down. Um, but yeah, good trade. Dylan, 1850 is Latrell Mitchell to Alex Twal a good trade this week, or should I wait a week, even though both have high break evens? I'd wait. I mean, if you've held Latrell until now, and now he's actually back. I'd see how he goes before trading him out, surely. Yeah, what's he break even 63 and 12, 70 something? They could theoretically be about the same price. Depends what you've got in the centres and all that. But um, I mean, obviously, Twile's going to outscore Latrell Mitchell, but you need two centres. And if you've got a possible keeper there, yeah, try to keep them. Dragons have been a bit inconsistent. He's had a two week break. Maybe he uh, goes big on Thursday night. Yep. Um, simple one from Jack, uh, Madison, or Twile to get this week? Uh, probably Twile, but I'd, I'd be waiting on a week on both on of them personally. Both ideally, unless you need the score, yeah. Yep. Um, Michael writes in, what do you think of Joey Manu in the centres and is Luciano a keeper with the scores that he's putting out at the moment? <laughs> I think Manu's been pretty good in the centres. Um, he is. He across hitting? the season, he's one of the highest scoring centres, but he hasn't got two. I think he got 60-odd last week with the try. 60 on the, yeah, on the weekend. His average is 38, uh, you know, which is fine. I mean, he costs 530K, which is, it's tough because centres, you want to yeah. pay as little as possible, but you also want someone who's going to get 40 points and mm. that's a rare combination. So um, he's fine, but only if you've got, if you've, Got some real duds in the centres and, and desperately need someone solid. Yeah, he's um, sort of gone up well, and down. He's gone 39, 58, 26, 57, 29, 60. So it's, yeah, he'll do that all year. Yeah, yeah, it's kind um, of a normal, a normal yeah. centre. His value's already priced in, so there's not much upside there. Yeah, what was the second part of that question? Sorry, uh, is Luciano a keeper or should I wait a few weeks, uh, upgrade him to Madison? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, do that. Just keep it. He's only a keeper at the moment. And then uh, mm. if he scores that to dip and Madison gets cheap, make the move maybe. Um, I agree. That's, I think, all the questions. There were a lot of them. Sorry to anyone that we may have missed. Don Brock, thank you, Hugh, as always. Thanks to Harvey Norman um, for being our sponsors. We will be back, um, or I'll be back on uh, Wednesday with Tanisha doing the fantasy preview video. Late Mail Crew podcast goes up on Thursday. Stay tuned to nrl.com for your late mail and breaking news. And we'll be back uh, this time next week for more team lists. <laughs>